1923, he formed his first orchestra, opening at the Club Alabama, and later in 1924, he was at the Roseland Ballroom. The first record we're going to play is was made in, on October 30th, 1924. By that time, he had already established himself in the big band field to the extent that when Louis Armstrong left Chicago and came to New York for the first time, and by that time Armstrong was already a, a, a big name in jazz, Armstrong chose to play with the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra over all others. It already had that stature. So this is a recording from 1924, the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra with uh, Louis Armstrong on trumpet and he has a fine uh, on this record, the arrangement is by Don Redmond. The tune is Copenhagen.
Remember, this was the infancy of big band jazz. That was Copenhagen, recorded in 1924. Uh, Armstrong, uh, who was a soloist on it, was with um, Henderson less than a year. But the Henderson Orchestra continued and acquired some of the great names of jazz of that time. Uh, with Henderson were trumpeters, such trumpeters as Joe Smith, Rex Stewart, Bobby Stark, Tommy Ladner, trombonist Charlie Green, ben, uh, Jimmy Harrison, and uh, saxophonist and arrangers Don Redmond, later Benny Carter, Buster Bailey, the great clarinetist, and Coleman Hawkins, the great saxophonist and the greatest one of that time was uh, with Henderson for a, for a period in excess of 10 years before he finally left. Early uh, Henderson uh, orchestrations were largely by Don Redmond. It was not until later that Henderson began his great writing and arranging. One of his early ones, though, was a tune called Henderson Stomp. This is recorded in 1926. At that time, uh, Henderson, who often conducted uh, or uh, did writing, had Fats Waller sitting in on piano and playing with the band for a time. The trumpet solo was by Joe Smith. This is Henderson Stomp.
That was Henderson's Stop, recorded by the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra in 1926. These early records that I'm, I'm playing are from an album entitled Fletcher Henderson, Developing an American Orchestra, which, was, which is a two-record set put out by the Smithsonian Institute of Washington, D.C. Since Fletcher Henderson really had the first big swing orchestra, it is interesting to see the development uh, of that orchestra from year to year. We're next going to 1929, and we're going to see at that time a more mature swing style. Don Redman had uh, written much of the earlier things, but he left uh, the Henderson Orchestra to uh, head the McKinney Cotton Pickers Orchestra by that time, and Benny Carter came as, in as a ranger. Carter was equal to Redman, one of the greatest in the business. This is a tune called Blazin'. Solos are by Coleman Hawkins on saxophone, Bobby Stark trumpet, Jimmy Harrison trombone. This is Blazin'.
That was blazing. The Fletcher Henderson Orchestra in 1929. We have to remember that during the 1920s, jazz groups were generally small groups of from five to ten uh, uh, musicians. Over the next ten years, the big swing orchestra developed. Their style, sense of form, and orchestration, the relationship of the ensemble and the soloist owed much to the ideas of Fletcher Henderson. By the early 1930s, the Henderson Orchestra was developing its mature swing style. Not quite that of the uh, later 30s, but uh, close to it. We're next uh, going to March of 1931, an old King Oliver tune, Sugarfoot Stop. This is one of the Henderson's early arrangements. By this time, Redmond and Carter, who had arranged previously, were both gone. Solos are by trombonist Claude Jones, trumpeter Rex Stewart, Henderson himself, trombonist Benny Morton, and of course, Coleman Hawkins. The band by this time is, has close to the modern swing style that we think of as the, uh, as the big band swing era. This is Sugarfoot Stop.
Henderson had to keep part of the old King Oliver arrangement where you, there was a stop time towards the end and the uh, orchestra sang out, play that thing. That was Sugarfoot Stop, 1931. By this time, Henderson had far and away the best band anywhere. It had the greatest arrangements, with Henderson especially writing prolifically by this time, and the greatest soloist imaginable. We're going now to 1933. One of uh, Henderson's famous arrangements was King Porter Stomp, uh, played by many orchestras, including a great rendition by uh, the Benny Goodman Orchestra. This is one he calls New King Porter Stomp because the orchestra had played it before. This is August of 1933. Uh, the opening lead trumpet is by Bobby Stark, and there are uh, solos by uh, a number of others, including Coleman, Hawkins, and Henderson himself. This is New King Porter Stomp. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was the new King Porter Stomp, Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, 1933. Listening to the records of these times by the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra uh, makes you see that it was not difficult for Goodman, Dorsey, and the others to form their big bands and to know where to go to uh, find the music to play. All they had to do was listen to somebody like Fletcher Henderson, make a few adaptations, and they were off and running. Let's play another one from 1933. This is written by uh, Coleman Hawkins, uh, Henderson's longtime saxophonist. It features Hawkins and Red Allen, who was the uh, star soloist of the trumpet section, two of the masters of the 1920s and 30s. Uh, this is called Queer Notions. was Queer Notions, Fletcher Henderson Orchestra in 1933. Let's play one more of this uh, 
pre-Big Band era. This is again 1933. The tune is Rhythm Crazy. Solos are by trombonist Claude Jones, Coleman Hawkins again, Bobby Stark, Dickie Wells, the trombonist who was later with, uh, uh, famous with the Count Basie Orchestra. By this time, Fletcher's younger brother, Horace Henderson, had joined the band. He was a good arranger, a good pianist, and uh, often uh, Fletcher left the piano to uh, Horace to play. He was a definite asset to the band. This is an arrangement by Horace Henderson. This is Rhythm Crazy.
1934, the Great Henderson Orchestra that lasted for some 10 years broke up. It was in many ways a, a tragedy caused by the times. One of the things uh, that happened was that the band booked itself into a Broadway show. The uh, show failed slowly, and uh, in order to keep it going, the uh, producers kept let it, letting certain band members go until they had only a handful of band mem members left. And uh, the, the result was the, really the breakup of the Henderson Orchestra. Coleman Hawkins left and uh, never returned. By this time also, Henderson was writing arrangements for uh, other orchestras and devoting a considerable amount of his time to that. Henderson, however, did reform in 1936 with an entirely new orchestra, but it was in many ways as good as the old. Roy Eldridge led the trumpet section, Buster Bailey, the famous clarinetist, was there. Chewberry replaced Coleman Hawkins, and he was a great saxophonist. John Kirby and Sidney Catlett were in the uh, rhythm section. This is 1936 recording arranged by Horace Henderson. The name of it is Christopher Columbus. Benny Goodman was later to adapt this with Fletcher Sanderson's help into the great swing number, Sing, 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 which uh, was the star attraction of the Goodman Orchestra. So this is 1936, the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, Christopher Columbus. <laughs>
was a Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, 1936, Christopher Columbus. By this time, the big band swing era was in full steam. We'll play another of the Henderson Orchestra from 1936. This is Blue Lou. Uh, trumpet is by Roy Eldridge, who was probably the most spectacular trumpeter of that time. Chewberry, of course, on tenor saxophone, uh, held almost that same position. This is Blue Lou. was Blue Lou, the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra of 1936. By the mid-30s, Henderson was writing and arranging prolifically. 
In addition to writing for his own band, he was writing for those of Isham Jones, Dorsey Brothers, Benny Goodman. It was uh, often said that uh, by some of his uh, sidemen that uh, other orchestras sometimes got the best arrangements. Some of the Henderson arrangements of that time were sometimes I'm Happy, King Porter Stop, Blue Skies, Down South Camp Meeting, wrapping it up, most of them made famous not by the Henderson Orchestra, but by the Benny Goodman Orchestra. Nevertheless, Henderson had a great uh, orchestra and continued to have great arrangements. This is, again, 1936, a tune entitled Jangled Nerves. It has sensational uh, solos by Chewberry and Roy Eldridge, arrangement by Fletcher Henderson, Jangled Nerves. jangled nerves. It shows the uh, arranging that Fletcher Henderson could, drew, could do. The 1936 and 37 Henderson Orchestra was often called the Grand Terrace Orchestra because it spent a good deal of its time at the Grand Terrace Cafe in Chicago. 
the next tune is one made famous really more by Benny Goodman, but this is Henderson's version of Stealing Apples. Solos are by Henderson himself, Chewberry, Roy Eldridge, Buster Bailey. Eldridge is simply spectacular on it, and in listening to it, it's hard to believe that any band could swing any better than Henderson did at that time. This is Stealing Apples. Stealing Apples. 1937, or late 1937, really saw the swan song of the great Henderson Orchestra. By that time, Chewberry and Roy Eldridge had left, but Ben Webster stepped into Berry's place, and the trumpet section had Dick Vance, Russell Smith, and Emmett Berry, so it was still formidable. 
By this time, Henderson was more into arranging than he was into leading, and uh, the success which followed many of his arrangements never quite came to the Henderson Orchestra. This is October 1937, Sing You Sinners. This was Stealin' Apples, 1937, the last great Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. Henderson, during his big band career, always had a great orchestra. Critics generally say that it was never well represented uh, on records. His style was basically simple, pitting reeds against brass, using forthright swinging block voice passages. His style, which he popularized, became virtually synonymous with swing and greatly responsible for the rise of swing music. His arranging style was copied, and that style became incorporated into the whole range of American popular music. From 1937 on, Henderson devoted himself mostly to arranging, 
but from time to time got bands together, usually small groups. In 1939, he joined Benny Goodman, sat in on a piano for a few months, and continued as a ranger. Uh, during the 40s, he at various times had small groups. One of them, and one of the last, was in 1950. He went into a cafe society in New York, which was a fashionable jazz club with a six-piece group consisting of himself on piano, of course, Dick Vance, the trumpeter, Eddie Barfield on clarinet, Lucky Thompson, the tenor saxophonist, John Brown bass, and Jimmy Crawford on drums. On December 20th and 21st of 1950, they went into the studio and recorded. We're going to play from that uh, album, Sea Jam Blues, which was recorded on December 21st, 1950. The following day, Henderson suffered a massive stroke. He never played again, although he did live for two years, bedridden, and died on December 29, 1952, at the age of 54 years. This, then, is Henderson's last recording and last recorded piano solo. December 1950, C-Jam Blues.
That was Fletcher Henderson's last recording, December 1950, Sea Jam Blues. Following his death, there was a uh, jazz festival at South Bay, Long Island in uh, New York. And uh, for that festival, Rex Stewart was asked to reassemble many of the uh, Fletcher Henderson alumni, and he did so, calling it the Fletcher Henderson All-Stars. It included such people, of course, as himself on trumpet, Ben Webster, Benny Morton, Taft Jordan, Hilton Jefferson, Joe Thomas, Dickie Wells, Coleman Hawkins, of course, J.C. Higginbotham, and uh, Buster Bailey. At the festival, they played the music of Fletcher Henderson, what he wrote and what he arranged. One of his uh, famous tunes, which uh, was made famous by Benny Goodman, arranged, of course, by Henderson, was Wrapping It Up. This is then from 1957, the Fletcher Henderson, Henderson All-Stars led by Rex Stewart, Henderson's arrangement of Wrapping It Up.
This then was the music of Fletcher Henderson, a true giant in the history of jazz. No other band matched him in the 1930s, not even Ellington. His arrangements were the essence of swing. He may have never had the success he deserved, but to any jazz lover, when the word Fletcher is said, smiles come to the face, face and visions of pure, unadulterated, joyous swing come to the mind. May it ever be so. Well, it's been another delightful evening, and I hope you've enjoyed the music with me. Next week, our featured artist will be Nat King Cole, and then, as always, on Bud's Corner, swing will be the thing. Thank you.